Hey, um, here we go. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Great Time Podcast. <laughs> Speaking of uh, being the year of Mad Dog 2020. Mad Dog 2020. Hey, let me let me ask you a question. You just, how's that new uh, vehicle of yours doing? It's delicious. You, it's got that, heated seats. Right. Which, which is, my last which is, one didn't have heated seats. It's a pretty seat. big deal for you. Well, we've had I mean, heated you, seats you in went, several of our cars, but, but I not, missed not them. Not the one for you, though. Oh, I always get the, yeah, I get broomed to the... You're still using the hand roll-up windows. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's my, uh, my boy has, his pickup truck still has uh, hand roll-up windows. And we offered to, like, hey, we'll, you know, broom that one to Andrew and get you a newer one. Nope, he likes his pickup. He's happy with what he's got. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I was bare bones, like hand roll-up windows. Well, I know, I remember you with that old Ranger, yeah, that yeah, Black yeah. Ranger for the longest time, but yeah, you drove so that you thing. What did you drive that for, like? Into the ground, man. I was going to say the 200,000 miles that it's worth, that it's got in it. Yeah, that old. I didn't think they uh, went that far, but you you pushed it. I stretched that thing out. I know the newer ones. I got they? every dime out of that thing. I, I could That's get. what we do with, with when you have kids and cars. You know, a I never buy them a new car, so that ain't happening. And B, you know, buy something so when it gets whacked, it's all the ten million little dents yeah. it's going to get. You just I don't care, and but, you drive it into the ground. Yeah, yeah. But you just got a new one. Yes. Is, is it Chevy right? Did it's a Chevy. Chevy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a Traverse. Now, why'd you go with the Traverse? Uh, I mean, well, you could have super good deal. You could have got we a, get super you good deal. Could have got a Nissan uh, Murano. Well, we got a really we got a you good deal got a, on it. It's a it's a highly rated car. It's got really good reviews, um, and it had hardly any miles on it. You know, it's not a brand new car. Okay, it hardly had any miles on it. It was for all intents and purposes, it was brand new. It was owned by a little old lady. We actually knew. The, I mean, that's that's why I got it is because a f- friend doesn't drive hardly at all. Might put three thousand miles a year on a car. Oh, yeah, if that. perfect. Yeah, like that's this a, car's that's, too big um, for her. She said that's the same way I got mine. Just yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right yeah, timing. Yeah, good price. You got to jump on. those Came things. from a little old yeah. lady that yeah. uh, didn't have any miles on right. it. Same kind of a thing. Got to jump on those things, man. But having having drove my my car now for a while, it's not perfect. There's things I would I'd change about it, but I'm okay with it. Well, it's just like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> my wife says I'm not perfect. I know it's hard to believe, but she's okay with it. She's <laughs> it'd be more work to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so she can't just put a for sale sign around your neck and no. stick you out on the corner. <laughs> Cheap. I've got too many miles. <laughs> Runs great. Hard of hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Runs great. Yeah. See, as funny as that was, you're, you're really, you're really not jiving with my mojo here. No, I know. See, I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm trying to see where you're going not, with it, but <laughs> it's not to me. It's not like a marriage as much as it's like a, a, a scuba fin. You know, I forgot the topic we're doing today, and that that's part of our magic here. That's part of our uh, mojo, our our zen. Which is, we have our recipe, which is, usually, I don't know anything about the topic. You got a general idea of where we're sometimes, going throughout Sometimes, yeah, the month sometimes or I do, yeah. You, I mean, you've been giving me the, this stuff now, which I'm, I totally try to flush out of my brain as soon as you tell me. I don't want to know. Because I want this as, I, I am, to be spontaneous. I want now it to I'm be, starting to understand your wife so much more. <laughs> I have my ways of doing things. And yeah, I'm, uh, 
I'm thinking I'm like all humans. Why don't you tell me your plan so I can ignore it? Okay, exactly. (laughs) I'll figure it out as we go. But I like I like our uh, I like our recipe where I don't know anything, and obviously this time (laughs) it didn't help with your segueing, the art of the segue. Yeah, that's going to really, be the book that you need to write: the art of the Segway. Working on it already. It's like that uh, Trump book, the art of the deal. Ooh, it's James Mott, the art of the Segway. He's running. He's running in twenty thirty two. Get your votes ready. Get, Get your, your votes, votes ready. ready. <laughs> I got my vote ready. Make America dive again. That's going to be my uh, platform. Mata. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Yeah, what are you going to do? No, you're going to go down there and flop around like a monkey. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> For these fins, our technology, our research took us to pasta. That's why I only dive linguine, my man. Linguine? I like a fettuccine. So there's been a lot of talk about different types of fins for years in, in scuba. Decades. Decades. Since the invention of the fin. Well, yeah, yeah, because, you know, the... Since man walked out of the water with his fins on. There was the duck feet. Remember the old uh, duck feet? feet? I mean, that was like the fin for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And scientifically, they had the numbers to back it up, too. Well, that was in a day where the fin was pretty simple. It was stiff, rubber, a little bit of channeling just to control the the flow of the water down the blade of the fin. Yeah. but really, when you look at all the way to a fin today, I mean, they're still generally trying to do the same thing, which yeah. is push create, water behind. Yeah, you. push water behind you so that you can enact Newton's law of motion, right. so that you can move forward. Right? It's a pretty simple process. Now that doesn't stop <laughs> gimmick the, the minds of people <laughs> from trying to overanalyze. Well, fins. They want to look at a fish and go, "Well, this fish does this, and this fish does." The fish have their own propulsion. That's because the devices. fish. <laughs> yeah, and they live in the water, and but they also use different propulsion for their different habitats, their different environments, and their particular different set of strengths and weaknesses. Right? Well, yeah. And how yeah. they get food, and how they adapt, and how they hide from their enemies. Yeah, know? because a great white shark does not swim like an enemy. Fish, right. 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 Exactly. Which doesn't That's swim exactly like where a frog I'm going. Fish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They're all. They're all or different. a lobster or a starfish. Yeah. The, the starfish fins are that we've got coming out from the Great they, Podcast. They're called sea stars. By sea the way. stars, yes. We're out with Patty's friends, my friends, like for dinner a couple weeks ago, and the girls started talking about starfish, and I had to be the dick. I was like, 
Technically. It's uh, <laughs> technically it's a sea star. <laughs> like what? It's not really a star fish. It's called a sea star. And they're like <laughs> and then they got all pissed off and ganged up on me. Like, it's a ceased. And then I couldn't back down, you know, no. at that point. <laughs> Do not ever admit you're wrong, show a weakness, a crack. <laughs> no matter how wrong you might be. Technically speaking, that's not correct. It's a great conversation starter with people at a party. <laughs> just walk up to a group of people right. and just say, well, technically speaking, that's not correct. <laughs> See how many friends you make. Oh, wait, wait. It's a gin and tonic. How can I screw this up? up right. Technically, that's not correct. I'm just exactly. saying. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So I'm on the old book of faces the other day, looking around and... and I see this post in one of those scuba diving groups that I look through from time to time just to see if there's any good good fodder for discussion popping up. And somebody asks the group, what's all this crap about split fins? Yeah. Right? Did you see that one come through? Yeah. And he, said, and he says, I see some divers jokingly attacking others by saying, you know, uh, about the them using split fins. He says, is it insulting or degrading to be a split fin diver? Kind of. <laughs> well, and he says, "I don't, I don't use them, but I don't, I don't get it either." And um, of course, because it's you know Facebook group, it starts a a thread of a firestorm of activity, of activity yes. of of people knowing, like right off the bat, you know, the first one is like, "Here we go!" Exactly, get the popcorn <laughs> out, right. let's go. Right, and then pro split fin, yeah, anti split fin, yeah. You know, and we've had a number of emails over the last year or so of people asking us about different products in general, but a couple of times asking about split fins and, and why we make fun of them. And well, because they're a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. They prove everything that I've always said. Like, a, you can make the numbers say whatever you want. You can make statistics and numbers say whatever you want. In the sense of. We can make it seem attractive. We can make it seem like this is the fin. It's, well, it's sure. just a manipulation of words and numbers. But and, and is that not and the people same fall thing? for it? It's all marketing. It's all marketing. And that's what that marketing the, is. Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's kind of the you know talking about the car you picked. Yeah, it's it's not any different than that, right? And you picked your car for a couple of reasons. I picked my car for a couple of reasons, and then you know after a year of driving it. I'm thinking to myself, that sunroof would have been kind of nice. Yeah, you know, the all-wheel drive instead of the front-wheel drive. You know, I should have, even though I would have lost some gas mileage, you know. It's a little slick out here today. would have been kind you know, there's always going to be something where you, you, you're you realizing. Yeah, but the next time you go to buy, you might, I mean, those things that you've learned, you put up to the top, right? That's what you I say, always tell yeah, everybody is. Yeah, this comes from experience. You don't know what you, you don't, don't know, know right? right? Experience and, is a great teacher. And you got to... Get a set of fins and try them and start diving so you can realize what you really need in the real world, right? And, and if you're only doing the big dive, well, you're never going to be able to really appreciate the learning of the gear, right? You need those practice dives, the time in the water, the the work dives that build up to your big fun trip. Well, you have to develop skill yes. to evaluate them with there any... You go. You know, and just reading the reviews and, and, and these magazines, yeah, they, they got all kinds of steps and science that they're trying to throw in to a review of a set of fins. But there's always going to be so much subjectivity to it. You can't really evaluate a fin and say how good it is if you haven't tried a bunch. And 
not just tried a bunch of different fins, but have a wealth of experience in different environments. So what I'm getting at is the guy with 100 to 500 dives telling you how great certain fins are, you don't have a wealth of experience, all right? Especially if you've only dived in one environment. And one fin. Or even a couple of fins. But, I mean, that gives you a little more credibility. I mean, you can can get comfortable and use any kind of fin out there. If that's the only fin that you have to use, you're going to make – Especially if you're a, a seasoned diver with with skill, you can make anything work. Now, if you had your choice of A, B, or C, would you pick that same one? Well, that's a whole different world. But I'm, I'm sure this topic, as we're speaking about it, you know, you and I don't care. I get on the boat. If I see somebody in split fins, I mean, I chuckle. But it's not like I've made a, a judgment on that person. I'm like, whatever. You dive no, your fins. I, you, you could be a very good, competent diver with Great, with split fins, with great yeah. buoyancy mm-hmm. control, no doubt about it, and have split fins on. You can have great trim in the water and have split fins on. You can be a real squared away, thoughtful, knowledgeable, thinking diver, you know, uh, and have split fins on. I can probably, and you can probably, look and see many inefficiencies in the application of the fin where where something different would allow you much more efficiency a wider selection of abilities yes they're very very limiting right they are very limited to a very particular niche in the diving environment or the type of diving you do which and that niche is probably the the biggest portion of fin purchasers out there yeah which is i do one trip a year down to the caribbean with no most most fins are you know too hard on my legs yeah they're uh they they hurt my ankles they hurt my knees i need something that's easier to kick so in my opinion the the split fin is it's a handicap fin to accommodate your inability to control a lot of things to have a good kick yeah a good propulsion technique A, a real compartmentalization of your muscles and your legs yeah, I, I, I know where you're going with that. And here's my thing with the split fin. I don't want to hopefully not ruin the whole podcast idea you had here. But you jump in the water and you watch a split finner doing a flutter kick because that's probably what they're going to do. You do not see split fins in caves. And there's a reason. You just don't see them. They don't work against flow. No. They do not work against flow, no matter how fast and hard you kick. So you can create thrust with them, but you create that what they call that propeller effect to the blade but it requires so much movement. It's a short, fast, continuous working kick using the biggest muscles in your entire body. It's a ton of work. But there's no create. resistance against it either, which means you're not pushing a lot of water back. There's Correct. not not any resistance yeah, yeah. compared the, the, to a you know a flat paddle broad fin, I mean, I, which moves water. Because you don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. You, right? don't, have <laughs> you don't have a choice. The, yeah. the fin has to move water, which is for most people when they look at that, a, a lot of those styles of fins, they go, oh, this is, it's too heavy. Yeah. It's too much work. It it, it, it wears me out. Well, it's not the fin wearing out. It's your your poor placement of the water. Your technique. Thank you. Yeah. Right? Because that's the thing is when you look at these fins with all this movement to them, right? You've only got, I mean, even if you have the a huge kick, it's going to move two, three feet, right, in in travel distance, right? So if you've got, if your blade moves six, eight inches, right, in the flexibility of the blade, right, that's six inches of moving 
before the fin even engages into position to start moving the water, right? And if you have a smaller range kick because you want to really control where it goes, now that three feet of this huge flutter kick moves into a range of a of a foot to foot and a half. Now you've got six to 12 inches of, of moving water when you could, if you had a blade and you knew how to control the blade of the fin to throw the water exactly where it needed for all positive productive motion in the direction you want to go, you want something very simple. We talk about this all the time. In beginning classes, especially teaching people why why a frog kick versus a flutter kick. And I'm not saying there's not a place for a flutter kick, but why a frog kick versus a flutter kick? And why a split fin isn't that great for a frog kick? But a frog kick's extremely efficient, much more efficient in the way that it uses, you know, the muscle force. The work, all of the waters directed behind you. Yeah, well, I, I would down and up. I would one up you, you one, yeah. and I would say a proper frog kick. A proper there's frog, a yeah, lot yeah. of crap wow, frog ridiculous. Kicks out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's ridiculous flutter kicks. There's ridiculous people that haven't really practiced or had proper instruction in it. So yeah, you waste a lot of energy if you're not doing it correctly. But that's like anything else. But if you've got a good proper frog kick, it's extremely efficient with respect to the amount of energy spent in the return of. Uh, forward motion or backward yeah. motion if you're backward kicking yeah it's all about economy of motion exactly it should be what you are always thinking about when you are looking at propulsion in the water right it's an econ- economy of work it's and the reason you want economy of work underwater we go back to this again you don't want to work underwater it's a co2 buildup it's efficiency of exchange of gases which makes you use less gas it allows you to have more fun underwater that's all I mean, at the end of the day, right, travel farther, you work less, you use less gas, you have a longer dive if you want, you see more, you enjoy your underwater experience more. All because you didn't buy that goddamn split fin. Save the world. (laughs) Kill a split fin. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing split fins, that's a paddling. That's a a meme that somebody threw up on on this little uh, thread here. It's a paddling. (laughs) Um... It's a joke, somebody else says, uh, but if Shearwater would make split fins, they'd all buy them. Oh, yeah, oh. here we go. <laughs> there's a lot of bitter people out there. There are, there are. Um, there's, uh, now we get another comment that says, split fins are sold next to styrofoam weights, glassless masks, and orange <laughs> leotard wetsuits in the dive shop. And I know you'd agree with him there. Probably. I, I don't want to come off as a villain, though. Like, like I say, if you want to wear your split fins, go ahead. Go ahead. I won't laugh <laughs> <laughs> out loud right at you. <laughs> when Brando and I are having a beer, <laughs> did you see that <laughs> no. later when nobody's around? Oh boy, here we go. Well, um, so here's here's one. I will say this. Let me say, interject this too on the deck of the shipwreck when you're trying to take pictures and someone's stirring it up and you got to make a gamble. You can't see. Your eyes are blinded, right? Somebody's stirring it up. What, and, what is he and wearing? You get back on the boat, you're going to have a little gamble here. You're going to bet. Did they have split fins on or not split fins? What would you bet? What probably. would the odds be? They probably have split fins on. Well, when you see... Because they're flapping their legs. When you're on a mother. 300 foot long shipwreck, right? And you've got 50... 60 feet of visibility like we do in the Great Lakes and you see a constant like cloud a of, like a mm-hmm. yeah like a like a contrail yeah. you would out of an airplane right. right in the sky going from bow to stern 
when you follow that contrail to the beginning of it where it's originator (laughs) yes all the way where it's coming from it's a set of split fins yes it's i would agree with you and that somebody would call us finists somebody would say that's prejudiced and that's that's a finist (laughs) um i'm kind of a finist I think you you might be able <laughs> to make comes, a point that I'm generalizing. Yes, no doubt about it. But it, it. comes from However, a lot of experience, doesn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Um, somebody says, split fins offer a more comfortable stride in calm water, and solid blades offer better propulsion against currents. Okay, I would agree. But here's the thing. The environment can change on a dime. True. So what are you going to do when it changes or when you paid the big money to go out on a charter Oh, we're not supposed to have much current, and you got current. This is Great Lakes. I mean, oh. some days you got current, some Abort days dive. you have, Yeah, what are you going to do? Inflate. No, you're going to go down there and flop around like a monkey. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> what does our old instructor uh, used to say? He looked like a monkey fucking a Yeah, football. yeah, yeah. He says, uh, well, I've got both types of fins, and I use them accordingly. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, another guy you says, do what you got to do. I to have get both. The day. They work amazing. I think it's just the guys who are weak swimmers that have a problem with them. That is exactly the opposite. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's they're made for weak swimmers. And, and because another guy says, had to rescue a diver while wearing a pair of them once. We'll never do that again. You and learn you from go. experience. Yeah. Because yeah. when you need that that push, torque, yeah. that yeah. thrust, they don't have it. Especially if you're holding on to another diver. And you're trying to do like a tank valve style tow. And against now current. I, Try to do it against current. Exactly what yeah. I just was saying. Like now you've only got a range of maybe a foot of, of kick zone while you're kicking, right? And even though you're going to do that choppy flutter style of a kick, your, your foot's going to travel six, eight inches before, before the fin mm-hmm. even Engages. goes into a position mm-hmm. yeah, to engage the movement of water. The split part of the fin kind of twists, so you're not just throwing water behind you, which is ideally what you want to do. You know, it's Newton's law. If you're pushing water behind you, you will go forward. If you're pushing water off to the sides, that's wasted energy. Yeah, it gives you zero forward push. Yeah, Yeah. correct. It's it's ridiculous. Um, Now, one, one person says, split fins are not good for tech divers. Do not give you sufficient control. Example, you know, frog kicking, yeah. back kicking, etc. However, they are good for people who do not have strong legs. And I would say, I would say, it's not a matter of having strong legs because if you have very good buoyancy control, you have very good balance and trim in the water, and you understand the inaction and action of muscles in your legs and how mm-hmm. to compartmentalize that, you can be a stick-legged wimpy wimp, right? With a, with a good technique, and you're going to have a beautiful thrust and very powerful kick. You're going to because move. it doesn't yeah. it doesn't require a bunch of physical exertion if you have clean technique. Yeah, technique can make up for a lack of muscle. But I mean, we go back to you got to have some semblance of being in shape and in muscle. You know, come on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Especially if you're gonna if you're going to throw tanks on if you you know if you start into tech diving and. Hopefully, you know, my suggestion always is go open circuit before you do uh, breather. Get all that experience before you, you just switch over. But the thing is, going into tech diving with open circuit, you're going to be carrying a lot of bottles. 
if you especially if you start to go to any depth, real depth, right? Yeah, no couple stages, couple deco bottles. Next thing you know, you got twins on your back. You've got four bottles, five bottles on you. You need something that'll move you through the water, especially in a current. You need to be able to do that. So you're saying I should have two fins on each foot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> carry my, I carry a backup set of uh, split fins in my, my pockets. Um, now another guy says, because the current meta is for everyone to emulate tech divers. Somebody told them that split fins aren't good for tech. So they preach it like a religion. I mean, this sounds great for like a political thing. Well, that's what it's, it's yeah. exactly what it's getting this into. This is not political. And I bet you you could split this group up if you actually counted who was wearing what. The people that are pro split fin probably bought a set of $200 split fins. <laughs> exactly. Those atomics, right? man. And then the people who are anti split fin are probably the ones that said, somebody talked me into. $200 split fins yeah, and, and I realize I'm working my ass off and going nowhere right when I'm swimming into this flow or into this current or trying to have finesse in the water right well and that's the other thing you know we talked about use a bunch of different fins get some experience the downside of that is you waste a lot of money and a lot of time you can go to real divers who do real diving and who have moved up through diving and can tell you and some of them will say yeah there's nothing, of course, there'll be a, a, a manufacturer's rep, but they'll say, there's nothing wrong with split fins. I know one in particular. There's nothing wrong with the split fins, but he's he's a manufacturer's rep for split fins. And when he does his real diving, he does not wear split fins. He wouldn't be caught dead in split fins. But when he's out on the recreational boat repping for his company, he wears their split fins because, A, they have a higher profit margin. Well, we sure. jack up the price because we cut it. We cut out the material. We, It's less material and more money. Wow. Huh? Right. So I got somebody else that says, I love my Apollo split fins. And somebody comments back saying, classics. My 30-year-old daughter loves hers. And then another uh, response saying, truly the most comfortable fins. And I'm not saying that they're not comfortable. That's they're not the point. They're probably yeah. very comfortable. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're not easy to kick. They're, they're too pro- easy. They're, they're yeah. too easy to kick, right? And there's a there's a a point of really just a lot of divers get in the water they just want to cruise along they want something that's easy and comfortable and they don't realize how inefficient the fin is right because they're cruising along the reef they're seeing a bunch of stuff they're kicking their feet it's not difficult on their legs it's not difficult on their knees so they they have the understanding that this is a nice easy good kicking fin but they don't when you see them third person and you know what a kick should be able to do, I realize that it takes you six kicks to cover what if you had clean technique, which is like where another guy saying, hey, um, I have to use split fins as I smashed my left ankle a long time ago. Normal fins, too much, too normal much fins, too much push, put too much pressure on it. Get but, it. And that, that could be the case, uh-huh. right? But then again, it could also be the case of if you're using a traditional paddle fin and you're throwing water mm-hmm. in a downward direction, but you're trying to move forward. horizontally forward, well, no shit. You're going to put a ton of pressure on your on your knees and your ankles and your toes mm-hmm. and your legs because you are fighting physics. Mm-hmm. Physics is, says you should be swimming up. Yet yes. you're, you're using your whole entire body to force you to swim straight right. forward along the reef, and people don't realize how much impact 
the proper trajectory that water could have. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a ton of wasted energy in motion. You know, like you just said, the physics of doing a, a flutter kick, you're pushing water. Yeah, sun goes behind you. A bunch goes down. And then on the return, on the load, a bunch goes back up. So Correct. you've got water going in both directions there. To counteract, you, you're off in buoyancy more than likely because when you push water down, it should push you up. And if you're not going up, that means you've got a negative force working on you. Which right? probably means... You're overweighted a little yeah, bit. Overweighted or, or, or you're, you're not know, neutrally kind of, buoyant. Right, you're not neutral, or, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're using your swimming yeah. to keep you neutrally buoyant. There you go. And and you're wasting energy. That I mean, that's all that comes down to. You're wasting a lot of, and you're breathing to waste the energy. Yeah. So you're producing carbon dioxide. You're producing lactic acid. You're, you know, all those things that make an efficient diver and make you able to, you know, allow you to get an hour out of an aluminum 80 60 feet still have a backup you know have enough bottom gas to to rock bottom etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and you can stretch out that gas when you're, you're not really working that hard that's the whole idea and i would say a lot of people out there in the dive community are so quick to buy a entry-level fin for a hundred bucks and then get a couple dives in and then they buy a, a better you know two hundred dollar set of fins and then they hear about split fins at 200 250 bucks and then they'll buy a set of those and you know it's eh, it's better i like it but I, I you know something's weird on so they buy another set of fins for another 200 bucks right and now you got you know $1000 in, <laughs> in in fins but they'd be hesitant to spend 5 600 dollars on one class that really broke down the essential fundamental skills of economy of motion in the water of body mechanics and true control of the, of your buoyancy breathing balance and movement in the water that you could go back to that original simple hundred dollar fin and move more efficient than all of those fins combined yeah yeah a class that <laughs> explains and allows you to to develop your technique into uh you know something that makes diving a lot more enjoyable. Well, that's too much money. Well, let's let's give these guys a little bit benefit of the doubt here and try to break this down nope. a little bit. <laughs> so I've got like like I mean this is like just a re- recurring topic for these magazines. I mean it's ever I mean they're constantly doing fin ratings. They need fodder. Split fins, you know. Need something new, to fill those pages in between the advertisements. <laughs> and, uh, you know, diving, I've got this article from Alert Diver from 2012 about de- defining performance and one from Scuba Diving Magazine, I think, which just came out talking about different types of uh, dive fins, uh, some old scuba diving magazines about, you know, rating all these new fins and how how much science goes into all these like testers and the, the course that they had to run and the means nothing to me right I, i'm yeah. with you yeah. i'm with you it's it's uh yeah. it's a bunch of it's a bunch of words marketing written to sell you on the fact that they know how to test the fins properly so you can trust their decision that matches up with the two-page full-color ad at the front of the magazine oh yeah they're ad people. They're ad people, which reminds me of the old Bill Hicks, you know. Do you remember that Bill Hicks where oh, yeah. he is, he's talking to the audience? He's like, ah, who, who do we got in the audience today? We got, we got any, uh, you know, he asked a couple, we got any people in marketing, ad people? They go, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
kill yourself. They start laughing. He goes, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the scuba diving dive fin article by John Whittle here recently you know, starts off by saying, one of the first things you realize underwater is that you're not getting far without a pair of dive fins. Fins are an essential part of your scuba gear setup and one of the first things you should buy before earning your open water certification. So you have no experience. You're just going to trust the salesperson. Well, right, right. So, yes, it's true. You need to have a set of fins. It's an essential part of learning to dive. But, in my opinion, so is learning to kick. And nobody's taught how to kick, right? They're just sold a pair of fins. They tell you, we've got all these other skills that we have to do, right? right? Clear In order order to get you your certification, just wiggle your feet till you get to the other side of the pool. If that's hard, I've got a a better fin I can sell you for more money, right? You just nailed it right there. I mean, that that is it right there. He continues on saying, dive fins come in many variations, but are typically made of thermoplastic elastomers, rubber, or more commonly a combination of the two. The materials used provide different benefits, with rubber typically providing more flexibility and weight. Finding the sweet spot depends on your kicking and diving style, Fins consist of the blade, the foot pocket, and a buckle and strap system if they're open heel fins. Blah, blah, blah. A bunch of different you know pros and cons. Right. And, you know, you know, typical article like you would expect mm-hmm. if you were reading about a set of fins, the new dive mask, should I get the Chevy Traverse or the Ford Escape? <laughs> you know, what type of uh, yeah. duffel bag should I get for going to the gym? Right. Every magazine and every market's going to do this same basic article. Mm-hmm. I did like uh, the the article from Dan's Alert Diver. It was a defining performance article by Robert Rossier. In this article, he says about 14 years ago, split fins hit the recreational diving market. That was the beginning of the end for scuba. I don't know if you remember that. <sighs> you know, the industry's kind of taken a tumble. I blame it on split fins and those fucking... Those fu- fucking gimmick snorkels, man. <laughs> Unlike conventional paddle fins, split fins sport a cleft that allows them to assume a propeller blade configuration during the power stroke. The force of the blades against the water causes them to bend into a foil shape, which designers claim reduces drag while increasing the suction or lifting force to enhance propulsion. Can I interrupt here? So it's like a propeller, right? Do I have a choice? Yes. <laughs> no, actually. You, so it's it's supposed to be, the idea is it's working like a propeller. I never fully grasped yeah. that because well, they're, they're go, I've never seen a propeller. But they do kind of twist, and that's what I'm getting at when they start pushing water. But the idea of the propeller, if you took a propeller and just kept going back and forth with it, which is what you're doing with the fin, right? you'd go nowhere. Thank you'd you. You'd go absolutely nowhere. You'd be sitting there in your boat... And your well, propeller is mean, just you going could, back and forth. But you just shake up a lot of bubbles. Yeah. You might start to move a little. Yeah. I, I don't think very much, but the idea of a propeller is it has to, it goes around in a circle and pushes the water backwards. It ca- catches the water, grabs it, and throws it back because of the slope on it, because of that angle. Anyway, 
I mean, you don't even have to be an engineer to get that. And I would hope you engineers who are reading the numbers and not just swallowing the bullshit they're feeding you would go, well, wait a minute. A propeller has to go continually around over and over, and it gets its speed, power, and propulsion and and uh, efficiency from the amount of revolutions per minute. If it, if you have zero full revolutions per minute, you're fucking sitting there like an idiot. Well, well they... I mean, they will move water. Obviously, they move water because well, yeah, everything right? moves water. But, a a the styrofoam question, cup will move water, right? But it's a, it's a. The question is, at what cost? And people don't understand two hundred dollars a pair. It's a big cost. <laughs> well, the, at that cost, yeah, too. And if you've had bad body mechanics in the water, mm-hmm. and you struggle to kick, and now you put something on your fi- on your feet that is comfortable, and you notice that you're moving down the reef. You don't understand the true cost of what it, right. what, what it, what is in there in the lack of efficiency. You're just thrilled that you're able to move and your legs and your feet and your knees and your ankles aren't hurting. He says many divers find that these fins make them feel like they're pedaling in a lower gear and moving more quickly. They find these fins great when it comes to highway driving or cruising along the reef. The downside for some divers is difficulty adapting some advanced kicking techniques. If you have to go uphill, <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, and he mentions, you know, helicopter turns, backward kicks, which are used by cave divers. Um, others find that I, different I, I techniques. I got to interject again. I use a backward kick quite often in open water, and I love it. It's one of the my biggest go-to tools in my box. No, no doubt about it. But it's see the problem is it's it's people look at it as elitist. the backwards kick. <laughs> it's an elitist you kick. You and your elite backwards <laughs> kick. You're an elitist you go, scumbag why cave don't diver. You go eat your caviar <laughs> with your backwards kicking. Uh, to me, it's not so much a backwards kick because you're never like swimming down the reef backwards. No, it's a stop going forward kick. Perfect. Yeah, it's a stay still kick. Sometimes it's backwards, though. Like if so, I'm yeah, yeah. F- photography, especially, yeah, yeah. I'm it, on a, It can be, right? Like to, to move backwards yeah. a little bit. It's my zooming out lens. It's I mean, my wide lens is my my backwards. Yeah. It's my watch my students. And in that case, yeah, I, am they, sw- I am swimming backwards. <laughs> they keep the whole, swimming at you. Right? I, I yeah. can swim backwards from, from sight to sight yes. on a training dive. <laughs> backwards, yeah. watching my students come towards me faster right. than... Right. right, they're kicking with that their normal flutter, flappy kick. Or if you tell them to stay still and clear your mask, <laughs> you you have to keep backing up because because they're constantly moving yes, forward. Exactly, not even realizing it because they're in split fins and their legs are moving. Others find that different techniques such as frog kicks can be readily used when wearing split fins. Maybe it's just a matter of our taking our Ferraris and Porsches to the track and sorting out our driving differences. Maybe. Maybe. Again, that though or, that appears as if we're elitists because I'm in a Ferrari or Porsche, and those split fins are more like a smart car. Are they, I don't even think they're well, a smart car. Well, well, he very well could be because he, he's the one he, when we look at that article is defining performance, and, and, and he also, like we were talking about cars early on, he starts off by saying at the beginning of the article, ask five drivers what the best performing car is, and you're likely to get five different answers. Yeah, but they'll have things in common. They'll have a lot of things in common. Yeah, no doubt. They won't be, nobody's going to say, well, yeah, it's that smart car with 
12 horsepower. Nobody's going to say that. That uses, you know, that gets five five miles to the gallon with well, 12 horsepower. Sure, because that's a That's diff- the that's equivalent a of a split fin. Yes, correct. Right. Right, and nobody's going to nobody's going to go we're going to do performance testing. You you've got your choice of the Ferrari, the Porsche, the Corvette, <laughs> <laughs> the Audi, yeah. or the smart car. Yeah, right. right. I keep using the smart car. They're probably fine car. I, I, I'm, well, you, I'm just going hey, by its appearance, how little get, it is. You're going to get from the beginning to the end. Yes, exactly. You're going to use you know, very little uh, gasoline maybe, right? right? Um, but you're not going to get there with the same handling. You're not going to get there with the same speed. You're not going to get there with the same... I, you're going to look like an ass, first of all. <laughs> right. Let's draw equivalents. Right, right, right. You look like a. You look really bad. Who, which one do you want to be? You're not picking up the chick. <laughs> you're definitely not picking up. Or the chick you are picking up. She's very practical. <laughs> are there hot practical chicks? There probably are. My wife's kind of... I yeah, think yeah. she's a hot practical chick. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to the conversation. Right. You're, uh, like, you're looking for... Um, performance in the uh, off-road right so you got the jeep yeah you got the land rover you're not putting the smart car in that right you're not putting it in that test you're not even going to think about it i mean you could but it ain't going to do anything now now you could put together a magazine hire a couple of riders to put together a test that made this smart car which is going to put a two-page Add in the front and pick up the back cover to make that smart car look like the best choice. It's a great choice. I, I actually, if. Do you, know, do you know how many colors this thing comes in? <laughs> no, it's amazing. Where the Ferrari only has like it's, three colors. It's got the easiest door to it open does. up out of all these cars. Oh, yeah. Seat belts, fantastic seat belts. And maintenance costs. It's almost zero. Yes. It, it services itself as it's driving down the road. Which one are you going to have the most fun in, too? Yeah. Which one are you going to have the most fun in? And at the end of the day, scuba diving is supposed to be fun. Well, that, that's where like you and I keep coming back to is it's so easy to sit back and dumb down education. That's what I like about it. It's just easy. <laughs> right, they dumb down education and sell. Sell gear. Mm-hmm. The business model is maybe great in short term, horrible. horrible. I mean, look at it right and that's now. What, that's what offended me as an instructor who really put heart and passion and care mm-hmm. into what I was giving a card to at the end. Right. Is the guy that was handing me the check for teaching the class wanted more and more students, less and less ability, so that they could buy more and more gear. Mm-hmm. And I had this heartfelt need to really let the, the student come out with a, a talent. Well, you're being prayed in a water. In, in my opinion, you're... And maybe not on purpose. It's not purposeful. But you are an example of the vast majority of scuba instructors. I believe the vast majority love scuba diving, care about it. And that passion is what is the weakness. Because scuba instruction is the loss leader in the shop. That brings you in. It's like milk in the grocery store. It's a loss leader. They bring you in. You pay your, your measly money, the little money for the class, in hopes that the scuba shop is hopes we got you through the door now. We're going to show you how easy it is. And then they're going to prey on that person's ego like they want this card so bad because they want to be able to show off that they're a scuba diver. I think that's part of it. Yeah. And, and you know what? In, they'll buy the gear ways, eventually. In many ways, I get mm-hmm. it. 
Right? Yeah. I do get that because there, there are so many people. It's a model. They're going to, yeah, they're going to, they're going to dive just the one time because mom and dad are taking me on the cruise and we're going to be stopping in Grand Cayman. So I figure I've always wanted to dive. It's a great spot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I want this class so I can go do the dive. I get it. But so much of the education is grouped around that clientele. And that mentality of customer coming in that here we are 30 years later and everything is morphed to that lowest common denominator and really learning what it takes to be in a three-dimensional world underwater is seen as this such an abstract oddball thing that nobody would want to do when you can just buy a bunch of uh, fancy gear to do it all for you. Or at least be told that it's doing all for you, right? Yeah, yeah. And until you you take this weird, you know, detour down a path of diving that takes you to the point where you have to know it, yeah. you have to have the ability, you have to have the talent, mm-hmm. you have to have the cleanliness, the form, the technique, the awareness, and then you you look back at this way that you were taught originally, and you're mad, and you re- well, and well, you realize <laughs> you got ripped. They're, 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 yeah, they're yeah. two completely different paths. They when are. you could, when you could really have that from the beginning. You could, exactly. And you and I say this all the time, too. You can have a class that can turn out a diver quickly that's halfway decent, that doesn't have to go in-depth into everything. That's what, I mean, the other side of this argument that we give, so we give one, everybody should learn, you know, kind of quote-unquote technical diving skills and, and mindset, but that's not what we're saying at all, really. But if you teach everybody on this one level, at the entry level, that they at least have the ability to go that path, at least they can see it, that it's not a uh, completely unlearn the bullshit you learned and go start all over. Yeah, it's, I'm uh, with you. I'm, I'm not saying build that. on the pyramid is all I'm getting. Yeah, at. right, right. I'm not saying that everybody yeah. w- they go. I want to learn how to dive. Well, this is cave diving. Right. You need. That's not. <laughs> that's not. It's not exactly. at all exactly what I'm yeah. saying. And I know the existing industry elite. They take it like that. Yeah. W- when you say, "Why aren't we teaching technique from day they one?" Go, what did everybody got to be a cave diver? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying at all. Then I argue back. Does everybody have to wear fucking split fins and a snorkel? We can yep. go at this all day yes, if you want, do. you dickheads. <laughs> yes, yeah. they do, Because we have the manual, and we wrote it, and that way we sell a lot of snorkels and split fins. But set them up with the basics to build upon, not to unlearn and have to rebuild again when they decide, if they decide, they want to learn a little bit more diving. And you don't have to go to the full end of the spectrum and be a rebreather, tri-mix cave diver. You don't have to do that. You can just be a good recreational open water diver that loves diving. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with like just wanting to be a recreational diver, but having great technique in the water. But your biggest obstacle is those split fins you just bought. Oh, I mean, my my wife was right there. Yes. Like when her and I started dating, we we started diving together and we've transformed her into a beautiful clean diver without all the gimmicky gear she's she has zero interest in cave diving she's got zero interest in technical diving yeah she'll do some cold water here and there and you know she's got a dry suit but I mean, she loves just like a lot of people out there being on a reef in shallow comfortable water where she's confident in herself and it's not too demanding physically stressful or, or psychologically stressful for her 
but she does it now with like zero effort, super clean, super happy, super confident because yeah. she's extremely competent. Yes. We've said that before. It builds the confidence. Now, if we go back to that Facebook thread, there's another uh, comment, um, which is, I think, the most liked comment by everybody. A quick peek you, here. You crack me up a little, though, Jamesy, because you actually spent time going through these. Of course, it had to do with, it gave you the topic yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And you, you're the man that comes up with the topic ideas almost 99.9% of the time here. I'm so. becoming, I'm a journalist now. <laughs> Well, it's a lot of research. It and is. That's the thing. I read that stuff. I read. I read the troll, and I said, "I'm done." Just a bunch of dicks being dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of dicks being dicks who know more than you and me and are happy to say they do. If split fins work for you, use them. If not, don't. There you go. Okay, so to me, that this guy's a. This is like your head in the sand guy. Yeah. Right? And I now I get it, right? Yes, if they work for you, great. Okay, if you don't care and you move down the reef, it's fine. Go for it. But when you sit there and you're going to talk about really pinpointing the differences and who's working more than the other and where the efficiency lies, don't spout a bunch of bullshit <laughs> And marketing yeah. to justify your answer. Yeah. If you want to, if you, if you want to enter this on a on a fair playing field of of science and physics and laws of motion, let's have at it. Yeah. And you'll see where technique and cleanliness and a simple blade is always going to be more productive. And there's a number of simple blades that you. So it's not a yeah. brand thing. It's no. not anything like that. And and you and you can even have a high tech simple blade. The other thing is, though, people are going to the to these forums to get advice. They don't know who's giving them the advice. They don't know what kind of diver that is. They take the loudest person as the most authoritative most of the time. Right. right? The, you, like, they see they, know they see this avatar. They see this name in he's got every single 12, thread. Posts. Every time he posts, he, he, he's got six comments after his post, and uh, they're all at least three paragraphs long and he quote has quotation marks and bold face <laughs> exactly. words. And a lot of what he yeah. says. He's been on clearly, this forum for three years. Clearly he knows everything he's talking about. When in reality this could be this guy could be a bumbling, fumbling buffoon, buffoonus Aquarius in the water. Exactly. And that's the other thing I was gonna lead into is I mean you and I know real divers. Real hardcore artists, divers that are professional I mean, you watch them in the water, they're magical. You know these guys, they would never use a split fin. Bingo. And But they're not going to get on. The, they don't waste their time and effort. See, they're not even going to waste the energy with their fingers, much less their fucking legs with the pair of split fins, but their fingers telling you because you don't want to hear it. Yeah, they no, you're right. They they don't want to hear it. They would rather... Be diving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the yeah. the, the person who doesn't want to hear it. Is, oh yeah, right. They don't want to hear it. They would rather just accept what they've read on the internet. Mm -hmm. Order right. Order their fin. On, fin. Let it come in mm -hmm. Amazon on the box, and then you know they're confident in their two hundred dollar purchase mm -hmm. because they read it on that Facebook group. There you go. And the Facebook group must know. <laughs> they must know. They're called divers. It's the internet. It's the internet. I don't, I mean, I do go on the internet, but I don't partake anymore. I quit that about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I, I do it just to see yeah. what, what the community is talking about, and if, well, if there's you something have to that for makes this job. yeah for for something that makes sense <laughs> yeah. for us to talk about yeah. more than anything. Well, hey gang, there's um, you've been asking us to uh, lay lay some knowledge on you about split fins. There's some I knowledge. hope I hope you I hope you liked what we said. I hope you took some knowledge in what we said. Yeah, do you believe us? Do you think we're full of shit? Uh, send me <laughs> send me a personal attack hate mail if you want. Um, let me know. Let me know what you feel, and uh, I mean, uh, we'd be happy to discuss it with you if uh, if need be. But I think we laid our point out pretty pretty straightforward. In, in yeah. our opinion, uh, the best fin to use has nothing to do with the fin itself, more so the attributes and the body mechanics of the diver the technique, are going yes. to dictate how well you move, split fit or not. Anything beyond that's all marketing. Yeah. I was going to say the other side of that is it is just a marketing deal. They're just not that efficient. And that's the whole thing. It, they're not efficient. Yeah, they're easy to move. It's not efficient, though. I mean, paper plates on the end of your feet are easy to move. Very easy. But they're not efficient, right? Correct. They're not efficient. Wet spaghetti noodles, very right. easy to move. And that's what a lot of these split fins look like to me, just right. flapping wet spaghetti noodles. Yeah, they're not going to put you where you need to go. That's why I only dive linguine, my man. Linguine? I'd like a fettuccine. A couple of fettuccines on the end. Just right. think of it. Actually, a lasagna noodle oh, might la- actually lasagna work. Lasagna fins? Lasagna fins. Modeled after the lasagna. I mean... It could be a good marketing ploy. We looked at pasta for these fins. <laughs> our technology, our math, our our research oh, took I us to it. pasta. Pasta propulsion. <laughs> pasta propulsion. <laughs> that's Italian. Hey, that's the diving. Hey, you want to move? You want to move in the water? No, that's the diving. <laughs> we got a lasagna fin. We got a fettuccine fin. We got a macaroni fin. You like a macaroni? <laughs> Hey, hey, you, you got a Master Choli fin? A Master Choli? Why you dive a Master Choli? Uh, it, it's a uh, figure. Rigatoni. Uh, we, got a, we got everything Master Choli. That's the common peasant fin. You wanted elite penne pasta. Okay, everybody. And mozzarella. You want mozzarella? <laughs> mozzarella straps. Uh, okay, everybody. Let's, hey, let's uh, sign these logbooks here. And All right. Get, get out of here. Let me see your, uh, give, give me yours here. That, was, that dive was al dente. <laughs> Give me your uh, your logbook. I'm going to split that. I'll put two dives in here. Oh, there you go. Get well soon. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Safe diving.
Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn.